This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, be honest. How often do you actually wash your clothes? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live, MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, that's me. Bradley Trainer, he's not here. Don't worry about him. He'll be back. We'll tell you when, when it becomes necessary. Mm-hmm. Holly Roberts and I are here. Lindsay's at the controls. Hi. And uh, why are we asking people how often they wash their clothes, Holly? This feels very intimate. It is very intimate. <laughs> but I want to know, how often do you wash your clothes? This is a question that all came about because designer Stella McCartney says that she barely washes her clothes. She said that she would just rather not. She said she's, although she's incredibly hygienic, she's not a fan of not only dry cleaning, which I kind of understand. She's not a fan of the chemicals of dry cleaning, but she said she's not a fan of any cleaning. She doesn't like to clean her clothes. Only when necessary. She said a nice dry brush will do. She said the rule on suits is you do not clean it. You do not touch it. You let the dirt dry. And then you brush it off. And then she goes on to say, basically, in life, the rule of thumb, if you don't absolutely have to clean anything, don't clean it. She said, I wouldn't change my bra every day. She said, I just don't put it in the machine. She said, I'm not a fan of any cleaning. Okay. So So, this is a new approach to (laughs) to cleanliness that I, I, I don't know whether or not I support it yet. Because like, well, you know, while I think like, listen, I spend a lot of time trying to get my kids to understand that you can wear pants more than once yeah. before they need to be washed for sure. Right. Because what they want and I get it, what they want to do is take them off their body and put them into the hamper because that's easier than putting them back where they came from. I understand that. It's kid logic. It's kid logic. It's also sometimes lazy adult logic. Whatever. Sue me. Um, so I spent a lot of time trying to get them to realize that. But I also, I, I, I think I probably get about three or four wears out of pants for sure. And with a shirt, like I probably spill on it like immediately when I put it on. So yeah, that's going to get washed right just, away. Just put it on and then the splash it's of coffee Im- just immediately. Immediately. So that's got to go right into the wash. Yeah. So I probably wash, but that might even be apparently, according to Stella McCartney, too often. Yeah, I want to find people out there who don't wash t-shirts. Like, how yeah. often would you wash a t-shirt? Because that, to me, is like, every time you wear it, it gets dirty and pitted out. And it feels throw, like it, and right? And you throw it in there. But apparently, Stella McCartney's not doing that. Right? So why should I? 
Lindsay. As a, as a connoisseur of said t-shirts. Yes. Every time. Every time. And, 100% and of the time, right? Even if it's for two hours. You yeah. got it. Just because if you put it back on, it just, even if there's not there's really a, a real feeling, you it's feel a fun- it. You, you got a funk on you. Yeah. You have a funk. Let's go to Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Be honest. How often do you wash your clothes? Depending on what it is. If it's like pants, that's uh, it's like once every two weeks because I'll wear the same pants a couple of days in a row or I'll rotate them out. Yep. Shirts, same thing. Bras, I've gone like two months without washing my bras before. I, that, I'm not actually mad at you for that. Nope, not mad at all. Because it's a pain <laughs> in the butt to wash your bras. Suck. Yes. Yes. Washing bras are such a pain in the butt. That's like the worst part about being a woman. Bras. I know. Well, I can think of about three others. Well, Rebecca, but that is on the list. That makes the top for five, sure. Rebecca. Top five. For sure. Wow. Okay, Rebecca, thank you for your call. Yes, I like thank that. You. Two months. You. Two months for the bra. That yeah. works for me. I oh. I'm not even gonna. Oh, I'm shame for my bra. Uh, we just, just shame. We're we're not gonna we talk don't need about to touch that. that. We're gonna take another call. Let's right go to now. Dana. Hello to Dana. Dana, how often do you go without washing your clothes? Hi, Dana. Oh, hi. Hello. Um. Okay, so I'm a stay-at-home mom. I probably don't get dirty like normal people. I'm inside most days, all the time. Okay. So. I will, on occasion, rewear shirts. Like okay. I'm not mad at you for that. No, if it's yeah. clean and you feel good about that, go, girl. Yeah, but my son is currently on day three of wearing a Wreck-It Ralph shirt that absolutely makes my skin crawl because I don't know what he gets into playing outside. And oh. But it is his favorite shirt. Otherwise, their clothes are washed every day. Oh, so, every day. Every day, because... I, it's just a better rule of thumb. I know. I get, know. I get it. Kids warm. are dirty. <laughs> yeah, like, dirty. when does that change? Thank you so much, yep. Dana. Thank you. Um, I've been trying to figure that out, too. Like, when does that change? When does when do kids go from needing their clothes to be washed every single day because they're grubby and disgusting? And going through multiple changes. And then they go through puberty, right? So, like, they, there's it goes from dirty outside to adolescent stank. So, like, when do they get to the place where they can really realistically, you don't have to wash it every day? Let's go to Gail. Hi. Hi, Gail. How often do you wash your clothes? Tell the truth. Are you there, Gail? I really don't believe in washing them too often. I really found out with um, having breast cancer that the detergents are pretty darn bad for you. And, you know, um, having your own smell on you is not as bad. So I can go, I mean, jeans, a couple weeks, um, tops. But I was going to say I do use, when I want to wash um, clothes, I do use Dawn, any kind of Dawn detergents that they put on ducks when the ducks are in an oil. Oh, stove. yeah. You're using your hands on them all the time. It's very, you know, you're washing your hands with Dawn um, when you're doing dishes. It's just, I mean, it cleans the clothes, and it's really gentle, and you have to put hardly any in, and it doesn't cost that much. Okay, all I right. kind of like that hot tip right there. Thank you all so right. much, Gail. Thanks, Gail. Um, I We just got an email from a listener who said, uh, of Stella McCartney, who said she doesn't have to wash her clothes very often. She said, she obviously doesn't do any physical work. I'm a male lady. I'm filthy dirty. I have to wash my clothes. <laughs> right. You, well, I guess know thyself, know right. thy stank. So, yes. like, you know have thy to, smell. Like, yeah, know thy smell. Know how much, uh. like, you're going to get sweaty. I just, I, I think that I've realized, meditating on what Stella McCartney had to say about washing things, I'm okay. 
I'm not yeah, as dirty. Golden. I'm not as dirty as I thought I was. No, I could not tell you the last time that I washed any pair of jeans. Yeah, I, I have two bras, Colleen. Literally, I own two bras. <laughs> they're both t-shirt bras, and they're shameful. They're and the I, best, though. And I don't wash them that often, but I am okay. Yeah, you are just fine. Stella McCartney says you're fine. I say you're fine. What more do you need? Nothing. Nothing. All right, when we come back right here on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, I've got a good idea, bad idea situation. You know, sometimes we hear about something new that's rolling out, and we have to roll around here on the Colleen and Bradley show with the topic and decide, is this something good or is this something bad? I just learned about something that Instagram is going to roll out, and I'm curious on your thoughts, Holly. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? I'll tell you what it is, and we will uh, wrestle through that after this on my talk 1071. All right. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Instagram will start sending you a warning if you are about to leave a mean comment on somebody's post. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers, not here. Holly Roberts is. And Lindsay's at the controls. Good idea or bad idea? Is it a good idea or a bad idea that Instagram is going to start to roll out this program where if you have written a comment that seems like it might be a little too assy, you will get <laughs> you will get uh, a little notification that says, are you sure you want to post that? I, Giving you the what? pause for a second thought. I like this idea. But I'm terrified of the algorithmic implications uh, mm-hmm. of Instagram being able to tell whether or not my comment is a jerk comment. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to be able to filter through words and be able to see like different phrases that may be considered hurtful yep. or mean or rude. And, and the real, I mean, like the, the reason why they're doing this and it's a noble effort is to try to cut down on online bullying. Yeah. I am for that. Me too. Absolutely. And actually, in general, I find this to be a really good idea because I oftentimes I think when people leave those jerk comments, it literally is just about them releasing a pressure valve. Totally. Because they're not liking something they're seeing and they're, it's, it's rubbing them the wrong way. And so they go to comment on it. And the only purpose of the comment and the way it comes out sideways is because they need to release some sort of pressure valve. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a low risk yeah. way to release that pressure. Uh-huh. Because if you're putting that out there somewhat anonymously, now I would argue, particularly in the case of Facebook or Instagram, is that anything that you say on those platforms is automatically linked to you. Your photograph yeah, and your name, yep. your full name. Yep. Is linked to your mean comment. Yeah. So not in a way that Twitter is. I mean, Twitter is just like, whoo. I don't know, oh, man. I mean, that is that, that is the wild is, west. Exactly. That, Seriously. That is, like duck and cover. Yeah, but this algorithm's not gonna apply to Twitter. It's just Instagram, which just is Instagram. owned by Facebook, and, by the way. Yeah, and I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook doesn't roll out something similar at some point because of the fact that they share ownership. Yep. Um, Lindsay, uh, you have a look on your face. I don't want to interpret the look. No. Are you for this or against this? I'm scared of it. Okay. I, I, and I, I kind of follow you, Holly, where I think the online bullying is definitely an issue. And there are people like you, Sakleen, that just go out there just to mess with people. Just to or, be jerks. Or, right. And so 
I don't want to minimize that. But when it comes to like censoring and doing things where you're messing with which words are bad, which words uh-huh. are good, and that it's not so much. I don't think about the algorithm. Algorithm. That's Holly. That's a way smarter way to think about it. But I think <laughs> about it in terms of just being people choosing kind of how we're in the culture now where people get nervous to even talk about anything because they're just worried about saying the same or the wrong thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, okay. And I hear you on that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just want to delineate very clearly. This is not going to not allow people to post things. It's only going to say, give them that second chance. It's a gut check. Think about it. It's a gut check. Okay. Do you really want to post this? That's fair. And I actually, I find that to be, because I really think, because everything is so your way right away with social media, with technology, with, I mean, food, for goodness sake, um, you know, you get what you want the second you want it. I think we all have a little bit of an impulse control problem, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a kid who who really does struggle with impulse control. And it you see the effects of that and how that how that you know, can affect everybody around that person. And so if you are a person who typically uses social media to release that pressure valve, because you're going to be reactive to everything that bothers you, um, and you don't have the impulse to go, do I really, is this necessary? Because yep. nine times out of 10, the truth really is the person who wrote the post that is rubbing you the wrong way doesn't give a burp about you. They don't. No. They are getting, the, they are saying their point. They are giving their perspective. And the perspective that's coming back to them, they're not really worried about you. They're not. They weren't thinking about you when they posted it. They're not going to give it second thought if you are, you know, wanting to disagree with them, if you're going to go on the attack. The problem is that's from an adult perspective. Young people don't have that. Yep ability to be discerning about what they should let in and what they shouldn't. Well, and I would argue that many adults also struggle with, well, that's that, true. with that same more issue, too. Just because you may be of a certain age doesn't mean that your maturity level is there to be even able to handle conversations on social media. But, you know, exactly. I, even though this is a, like, it's, I mean, what I, they're all watching us anyway. Yeah, I, don't worry. Like, like, you're always on camera. They know <laughs> who you're talking about. We're always on camera. They're I put stuff, us. Yes. yes, they're following us. I put things on internet. Skynet. I allow, Scott, I, I allow cookies. Mm-hmm. Cookies. Give me all I, of them. Yeah, I wish yeah. that they actually gave us cookies. Thank you. Oh, God. I digress. <laughs> so there's already that, that when you're engaging in online communities, when you're in the world of the internet that you're already being tracked you're already being watched things are being monitored anyways but besides that point i'm kind of with you colleen where it's it's nice yeah to be able to have that second thought about what you're putting out there into the world on the internet because again i feel like it can't be it Set enough. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. When your name is attached yeah. to comments, like that is you out there, and you will be held responsible for your comments, whether they're positive, whether they're negative, whether they're mean, thoughtful, kind, all of that kind of stuff. It will give you a chance to say, do I need to put that out in the universe? Because it does tell a story about who you are. Uh, and, and somebody, you know, could easily collect all of that and make a pretty good opinion about who you are and what your views were. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about like archaeological digs to figure out more about humanity and who people like ancient people were, we look at things like what, you know, waste was left behind in their home. Yeah. This is the same exact thing. This is like the it's pottery. a lot easier. Yes, exactly. It's pottery and Pompeii. I mean, this exactly. is what it's going to be like. Exactly. And, and I think to a certain degree that social media is used to create an idea of who you are and present it out to the world at large. There is a various level of thoughtful curation about any kind of post on social media. Right. So this just gives you a second opportunity to be like man do i really need to diss kelly ripa yeah about her posting a picture of herself in a bikini is that really gonna like elevate or move the conversation anywhere do that on the radio sometimes Oops. We, that's our job but whatever but that's I, our listen, job. I get that's paid for it. but the other thing though that is <laughs> but i just to sweeten the pot a little bit i want to just remind you that there are physiological uh uh what's the word um opposite of benefits Side effects? Side effects to being negative on the internet. It will literally shorten your life. If you have a negative outlook on life, generally speaking, your life will be shorter. And so part of just managing that negative outlook is replacing it with positive thoughts. And uh, that's a fact. That is science. And you don't have to take my word for it. Google it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Live a little longer. Spend a little less time on social media. Don't be so negative. When we come back, we're going to tell you about douchebags. (laughs) Yes, I realize the irony of what's happening here. That's all right. But celebrities behaving badly. We're going to call them out for it after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it so often that we have made a whole segment just to talk about them. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off. Don't worry about him. He'll be back. I promise. He's gonna be he's gonna be around. He's gonna be around. He'll pop up on the morning show, and then he'll pop up back where he belongs, right here with us. Holly Roberts is here. The two of us are taking you to three o'clock today. Lindsay's at the controls. We're having a great time. And uh, you know, when we talk about celebrities behaving badly, we have a name for them. That name is Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, we've got a frequent flyer to talk about. Ooh, Her name those points. is, yeah, right? This Ooh. girl could fly around the world like 10 times on her D-bag points. That would be Kim Kardashian West. She could be a member of the Space Force. Yes, seriously. <laughs> okay, so, okay, I'm going back to 
the story that we've already covered like four times about she how she rolled out her solution where which don't even I mean we haven't even actually gotten to the bottom of why I hate that word because, so much well, oh because it implies that there's a problem yeah, to solve that like mm. bodies are problems mm. okay yeah. so mm. let's just start there okay but uh so she rolled out her solution wear line it was called kimono and as predicted, uh, there was some blowback from people who were accusing her of insensitivity, some cultural appropriation, not understanding what the actual kimono stood for. Right. And not only did Shocking. she name her solution wearing that, but then she went to the patent office and was trying to trademark that kimono. kimono. So that like actual kimonos couldn't use the word kimono. So fine, whatever. The public outcry was loud enough that she did change her mind however we still don't have a name for the new what she's going to rename the line but i did have to go back to her her actual quote about why she decided to listen to the public and change it and this is where i'm going to debug her today oh okay Okay. great great verb (laughs) she the multi-bajillion dollar i don't even know how much money she has um, business owner she's got a lot a lot more than i do who owns multiple businesses uh has rolled out many products in her time as a businessy person yeah some failed some yep. successful yep. yep said the following gosh i can't even with a straight face try it though you would think that we would have obviously thought through it a little bit deeper that is the first oh. sentence that the businesswoman said of the choice to name her solution wear brand kimono You'd think we would have thought through it a little bit deeper. This is not the first time that businesses, and I'm using Kim Kardashian uh, in the term of business because she, in and of herself, empire. She's a brand. She's a brand. She's a business. This happens all the time where we're like, wasn't there somebody on the supply chain that said that? Any number of ideas were pretty wretched and horrible. You got to focus group that stuff. You got to focus group it. Yeah. Yes. Continue. Okay. Kim. All right. Uh, you would have, you would think we obviously would have thought through it a little bit deeper. But I'm the first person to say, okay, of course, I can't believe we didn't think of this. I obviously had really innocent intentions, but let's listen. And I really want to listen uh-huh. and I really want to take it all in. Okay. So I obviously had really innocent intentions. Is that obvious? I don't think it was obvious, actually. I don't think so either. No, you (laughs) just made a dumb. Like, this is what I wanted to hear from you. That was really dumb. I thought it was cute, but I did not check it with enough people who did who who were outside of my circle. Yep. I should have done a focus group. I didn't do that. I thought I was being cute. It did not go well. I apologize. We will name I it something understand, different. I understand better now. We will name it something different. It's you don't get to that, that like, level of business and have the excuse, oops, I okay, didn't but think see, about and, it. And that, thank you for saying that because that is actually my biggest problem is that this is somebody who did not have to 
like, yes, you can say she's worked very hard. I, I don't disagree with you that she has a very busy daily schedule or that she has that she works hard. I don't deny her that. However, a lot of this occurred for her, these businesses, these the ability to have these multimillion dollar businesses occurred for her because of the position she was already in. Right. So she didn't have to work as hard to achieve the level she is as a lot of other people did with their business ideas. I think about, you know, the I I, honestly I think about like the movie Joy, where the woman came up with these great non slip hangers. The huggable hangers. The huggable hangers. And she Mm -hmm. had to work to get that out there. And even she would probably say she had a little overnight sensation built in. You know, that it wasn't necessarily the steep uphill climb that many businesses have to become the brand and the big business that they are. She already had a leg up because mostly she had a leg up, if you know what I mean. Different bootstraps, would you say? Louis Vuitton bootstraps that she pulled her way up. Right. Uh Pulling uh up by your bootstraps isn't even a thing. I'm not going to go into it. But But that's the thing is that she, you know, she already, so to, to have that sort of, disconnect from reality to just be like, well, we obviously didn't think through it very far. Right. And what I find fascinating about Kim Kardashian talking about her solution wear line and Mm -hmm. how that they're changing the name from kimono into an unknown new name is that she's talking to the Wall Street Journal about this noted newspaper of business. Also, Kim Kardashian and the whole Kardashian Jenner empire, they pride themselves on their business acumen. Yeah. And for her to come out and say, oh, you know, we just didn't really think about it that much. It's like, Mm, uh, that's like, I think that that's like step one of business. Think Think about about it. it. (laughs) Yay. We're business people. Modern business gals on On the the go. go. I got a D bag. Okay. Who's your D bag? My D bag. Is the Duchess of Sussex. I have been waiting for this all day. <laughs> this is yes. so... Yes. Meghan Unleash Markle it. herself is my D-bag of the day. Why? Because she had bodyguards ordering fans to not take pictures of her at Wimbledon. <sighs> yes. I, this, this bothers me for about 3,000 reasons. Among them... Like the power move of it, like thinking like I'm going to not allow pictures of me. I get frustrated with the idea that uh, people think that they can tell other people how to behave or how to carry themselves. Right. In situations like this and that you're going to teach them. Because what she's trying to say, okay, sorry, I'm going to let you finish the story because... Oh, no, I I get it. So the story is, is that Meghan Markle at Wimbledon, the British tennis tournament, she was there to watch her BFF Serena Williams in action. And she was sitting in the bleachers watching the tennis match happen Uh as people are wont to do in this big global tennis tournament filled with spectators uh-huh. in the arena yep. or whatever you call it in tennis. Sorry, arena. sorry, sports. Thank you, Lindsay. You are a sports expert here. See, so she's sitting there and uh, there was a person, an ex BBC star. So Sally Jones, she was in the same row as Meghan Markle in the stadium and bodyguards tapped her on the shoulder and asked her not to take pictures because Meghan was there privately, but she wasn't even taking pictures of Meghan Markle. So this bodyguard was assuming that she was taking photographs of Meghan Markle. And she's like, I had no idea Meghan Markle was even here. 
until the bodyguard pointed out Meghan Markle. So it was that there's the assumption yep. here among the bodyguards and all the people here at Wimbledon surrounding Meghan Markle that people are not actually interested in the tennis match that's happening. Yeah. But that they're interested in the celebrity of Meghan Markle. Now, the Daily Mail reporting that the palace insists that this photo ban was to let Meghan Markle engage with people rather than camera phones, which is a huge excuse that big celebrities say that like i don't want to take selfies with you because i'd rather have you be with me in the moment right now living in the now didn't we just have this i just called uh what's his foot oh gosh with the rubber face uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. <laughs> I called him a D-bag for that exact What's reason. Foot with the rubber face? <laughs> because he said, like, I would rather connect with people on a human level. I'm like, no! no! They don't even want that from you. And also, no. you don't get to dictate how other people decide to be in their moment. Yeah. You can have your own issues with that. You can teach your, you can have your own discipline. You can try to teach your children a certain way, but you don't get to be responsible for trying to teach the general public a lesson about when they can use their mobile phones or what they can take a picture of and how they're going to spend their moments. I'm sorry. I get very animated about that. Yeah. And people, well, and that Meghan Markle was using allegedly the excuse that she was there in a private capacity. She was at Wimbledon, which is a public space, Uh but that you couldn't take pictures of her because she was there in a private capacity, which, oh boy, Here's we're in 2019. Yeah, I'm kind of siding with Piers Morgan. Oh, on, it's awkward. On, I know I've been there. And yeah, it's awkward. Here we go. All right, I'm gonna do it's it. It's an awkward space. This is I what, let it out, girl. This is what Piers Morgan said on Good Morning Britain. He said a private capacity at Wimbledon. This is so ridiculous. It's rankly hypocritical and not private people. And they're the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. If you want to be private, go back to America and live privately. Now I'm not there on the last, yeah, yeah, yeah. the latter end of yep. that statement from Piers Morgan, but there is that element of you don't there is no living privately yeah unless you are within the walls of your own home yeah and the whole thing with like going back to what's his face rubber face jim Jim carrey Carrey. Uh uh-huh the whole thing that if you don't want to take a selfie with somebody that's well within your right to say i don't feel like taking a selfie with you right now but please don't sell me the excuse that's it's because you want to have an intimate one-on-one moment with me. Going back to your point, Colleen, no, you don't. You just don't want to be with me. You don't want to see me. You don't want to have that interaction. You can just say, no, I don't want that right now. And right. if somebody asks you why, because I don't want to take a and, selfie. And you know that's what? F- and that's perfect. And you are well within your rights to say that and yeah. feel that way and feel fine about that. As I am well within my rights to say, I thought that was kind of a jerk move. I don't like that I don't have my selfie with Jim Carrey. You'll never hear me say that. But what I'm saying is like I I am well within my rights to react to your your decision to not take the selfie. Yeah. And and everybody gets to have their feelings and everybody gets to have their opinion. I just get so tired of this idea that you can dictate something that will somehow teach somebody else a lesson about how to live in space. No. No. No, no. Thanks for having your <laughs> private moment, Meghan Markle, out there for the entire world to see. Yes. Nobody wanted to take your selfie anyway. Uh, Bye.
All right. So uh, now that we've let go of all of those demons from <laughs> well, within they, us, they just, you know, they brought they them to us. And I know we had to spill them out. I uh, I'm very excited because uh, I have a little antidote to our D bag segment today. Yay. I have somebody who's doing some amazing good in this world. And I really wanted to bring her on the show to talk about this amazing, amazing accomplishment. This uh, thing she took on for her 40th year on Earth. Celebrating her 40th birthday, my friend Nicole decided she wanted to raise $40,000 for a number of different nonprofits who needed some extra money and some attention. She did this just out of the goodness of her own heart because she wanted to see more good in the world. And we're going to talk to Nicole when we come back about what precipitated this idea, how it's going, and how you can help after this on My Talk 1071. I'm really excited to welcome uh, our next guest to the show on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. Holly Roberts and I are here taking you to 3 o'clock. Lindsay's at the controls. And the guest that we have invited. I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Invited to the show today is a college classmate of mine, a friend of mine. Her name is Nicole Devereaux. And uh, I'm going to just actually allow her to tell this story about how some amazing good is coming out of a really dark time. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, Nicole, we're, what we're going to talk to everybody about is something that's that you're calling 40 for 40. And um, it's essentially, at the, at the, the bottom line, is that you are raising $40,000 for a bunch of different charities to celebrate your 40th birthday. But I want to back it all the way up and talk about what precipitated this in the first place. Yes. Um, What precipitated this was my 39th birthday a year ago, which was probably the worst birthday of my life. It was uh, the darkest season of my life. I was really um, kind of destructively depressed. Uh, just didn't have hope in the world. We were about to make some major life changes that I really, uh, I felt like I was losing my dreams. Uh, my husband and I had taken a lot of hits in our marriage, and we were just pretty broken. And I was just in a place where I was feeling hopeless about mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And when you took a look at that hopelessness and the place where you were feeling that darkness, that's where this idea was born. How did you come to this idea that you were going to raise $40,000 for your 40th birthday? I mean, I remember when you announced this a year ago, thinking, that is a bold move. This is going to be amazing. And an ambitious goal, Like, hugely too. ambitious. So how did yeah. you get to that place from that place of darkness? Um, well, I think there were two things. One was, you know, I, I like maybe many people, have always kind of wanted to give a lot of money and just wasn't financially able to do that. And, uh, you know, last year when I was so depressed, I kind of thought, you know, things really can't get any worse. 
I would I couldn't have a better reason not to give than right now. So why not give from my lowest point? I love <laughs> I, I love the yeah. optimism of that. It's like a bizarre backwards <laughs> optimism. It was. <laughs> it really was. And I, I think the flip side of that too was um, you know, reflecting on my own life in a dark place. I just kind of thought, what can I be grateful for? And as I, I thought about my life I'm really a person who has been so generously taken care of I I have been the recipient of so many other people giving to me that it felt like uh if there's anything I can do to make 40 better than 39 it would be to honor the life I've lived which has been one of receiving um by turning it around and giving back and so and wow. you are awfully close to this goal and your yes. birthday is just days away. So can you tell us, give us kind of your, your, your cliffs notes, you know, who are you raising money for? Where are you at? And how many days do you have to, to complete this mission? Great. Thank you. So my birthday is on Sunday. I will Yay. be 40. So we're five days away. Um, I had chose eight organizations um, that I was personally connected to. I've hit my goal for two of them. Um, the, the three that I will very briefly mention, one is a Minneapolis organization that I know you supported, Colleen, um, it's called Prince of Love. Mm-hmm. They travel to impoverished areas around the world with a Polaroid camera and they take pictures and give them to people who have never owned a record of their own life. So very excited about that organization that's Minneapolis based. Um, Preemptive Love Coalition is another one I'm close to raising for. They run a Syrian refugee camp in Iraq, and in the midst of this camp that has about 9,000 refugees, they have a center for children, and it takes about $8,000 to fund the center for a year, and I've already raised 6000 of that, so I really would love to fully fund so cool. that kids' center. Congratulations. Um, thank you, yes. And then the other one I want to talk about is Amani Collective. They're in Kenya, and they support Kenyan women um, through job training and then actually employing them and helping send their kids to school so they're really impacting not just the mothers but the next generation of children. And I am $800 away from a $10,000 goal for them. This is so, so awesome. I'm really hoping we knock that one out well, we're gonna, today. We're going to do our best. So so how can people <laughs> help you? And, and, and I know you're going to mention a website uh, and some links. I'm going to make sure that I tweet those out and use my Facebook and my uh, Instagram to okay. get that message out. But tell everybody in case they, they want to do something right this very second. Yes. Yeah. So... My website is NicoleDevro.com. Um, there's a 40 for 40 uh, link at the top of the page. So NicoleDevro.com, look for 40 for 40. It lists all the eight organizations that I've raised for the amount there. And it has links that anyone that you, you know, resonate with, you can link right to it and give directly to the organization um, through the website. Well, Nicole, I just am so thankful um, for for the the place you have in my life, and also for the Aww. example that you are giving to yes. people about uh, when you find yourself in that darkness, looking out toward the light, and 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 not just like in your own backyard, but really globally, how you are reaching your arms so wide and and giving us an opportunity to help you do that and do that ourselves. I think everybody gains from that. So. 
congratulations on how far you've made it and the best of luck. Uh, and Thank you. I really, truly see that the uh, that this birthday is going to be a very happy one um, yes. for so many reasons. This Sunday, right? Yes. This Sunday, yes. Well, happy 40th to you, Nicole. And uh, we are going to do our best here to help push this and, and get you over your goals. Okay, keep us posted, all right? Yes, Nicole. Thanks. Thanks, ladies. I really appreciate it. We'll talk oh, to you thank soon. You. Bye, Nicole. Uh, that is my friend, Nicole Devereaux. I'm going to post her website uh, on our website at mytalk1071.com so that people, if they feel moved to give, um, it's a very easy thing to do. You don't have to give much. I also happen to know she's got some like giveaway things happening where if you donate like $40, you'll get entered into a giveaway for all these different... I mean, it's awesome. Well, that's fantastic. What this is, this is so great because it just, it shows... That one person, you can make a decision for positive action. I and know. You just have to say yes to it. Isn't it so cool? That is really. Cool. I just could not be more impressed with with what she's what she's done with this idea. Um, that I think was just, you know, I mean, it was it was big, it was lofty, and she's so close. And I really want to help her in yeah, any way that we can. Let's help her meet her goals by this Sunday, Nicole's fortieth yes, birthday. Yes, we'll We're going to get it out on social media right now. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we need to convince Holly that the dollar store is where it's at. What is your best dollar store find? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.